just want to let you know. Yesterday, I'm joined by NCAA Division One official Ashley Good. Ashley, what's going on? Hey there. How are you? I'm fine. Great to catch up with you. Likewise. So, um, yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting you at um, USA, the USA three tournament at the Basketball Hall of Fame. How's that for you? That was a really exciting time, um, considering going through COVID and uh, those those 3x3, the Red Bull National Championship was postponed or pushed back, if you will. Um, right. I was really excited to get back out there to get that done. So it was, and it was a great atmosphere, great venue. Um, it was really a lot of fun. Yes, those games were very intense. I got really, they I got really into it. <laughs> yeah. yes, they were they fun were. for sure, fun to watch, fun to work. Definitely. So um, tell us about Student of the Game officiating. How did that come to be? How did that come to pass? Because you guys are doing a great job, a great job. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, well, really, it just kind of started uh, about five or six years ago where um, our business partner, Glenn Tewitt, who actually is, is a, the official in the United States, who's the sole uh, – well, there's two, actually, in the United States. And, and I'm fortunate enough to have Glenn take me under his wing and um, – he's been training and and developing a platform for officials here in the United States for 3X3. And so um, about four, five or six years ago, he sat down with my husband, Sean, and they kind of devised this plan of, Hey, you know what? 3X3 is coming to the U S we've got to create a database and start training officials and allowing them the opportunity to understand, to learn the game and, and kind of see what it's all about. And so, you know, at first everyone was a little apprehensive, including myself. I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but, I'll tell you this, the first time that I stepped on the floor, it is a totally different game. It's a lot of fun. It's fast. But it, it was one of the best experiences I've had. And right. I've always told people that I wouldn't referee another sport. And in my opinion, 3x3 is essentially another sport. Um, it's still basketball, but right. it is fast-paced. It's a sprint. It's fun. Um, and it's a, it's, a different, it's a different break from the five-on-five. Five. Yeah, I think it was a – uh, Omaha Three Ball, the one in the tournament we were, was at. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had shooters. I see what they call themselves. <laughs> three Ball. They had shooters on the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, it's it's great because we get the opportunity to, as we travel with the tour, um, you know, to see these teams not just one time in that venue. Um, right. You know, they're they're now traveling and they're playing in these other FIBA sanctioned events that we have the opportunity to referee in. So. You know, it's it's really cool. Definitely. So, um, when did you, when did you first know you wanted to get into officiating? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? So, when did you first know you wanted to get into officiating? Um, you know, I really didn't. It, it, it kind of uh, stung me, I guess, if you will, uh, just gotcha. being in the right place at the right time. I was um, I was coaching right out of college, and um, I did that for about nine years. And I wanted to be part of the game still, but I was starting my family, and I wasn't really sure um, what else was left for me. And officiating was the only thing I hadn't tried. Um, and so I decided that I was going to give it a go. And the commitment that I made to myself was that if, if I wasn't going to be as good as I know I needed to be to, do, to, proper, to properly service the game, I wasn't going to go and do it. And I really dove in. I take it very seriously. Um, I'm a, I'm a learner. Um, I'm a quick study. And, but you know, I also understand that this game is continuously evolving and at no point can we be complacent. Yes. Yes, it is. It's always evolving. I wanted to ask you about that. How do you, um, how do you guys 
keep up with, I don't even have to, but as you said, the game is totally evolving. I mean, guys are going to the girls' set more often, crossover, crossovers. The game is so fast. How do you guys put yourself in position on the floor so to cover to make sure you make the right calls? Well, you know, now today with with COVID, you know, one of the benefits of COVID is all of the virtual trainings that we've done. Like my okay. husband and I are we're always diligent film watchers, and we would break okay. down our film and, and analyze our positions and our angles and things that we were doing right and things that we weren't doing right. Um, okay. But now to be able to open up that platform, so when COVID hit um, in March of 2020, what we decided as soon as our NCAA season was abruptly cut and stopped, um, you know, we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? It was cool for the first two weeks, right, because it was the break we needed coming off of all the travel from the season. Um, but, but then after that two weeks, we were like, okay, now what? And we wanted to keep our members in our organization of student of the game officiating. Um, we wanted to keep them involved and engaged. And how could we do that? Well, Zoom created that platform for us to do so. And so we started five-on-five trainings and three-on-three trainings once a week for about four months. And when I tell you that was the most exciting and exhilarating times for us through COVID, because we would get so many calls. We started it more so for ourselves, right? Like, okay, what right. can we do? And we never knew how we were changing people's lives just because it was giving them something, you know, whether they lost their job, whether experience lost in their families, whatever they were going through, mental health issues. Um, we gave them something to look forward to and that camaraderie right. of coming together and laughing and joking and it was always bigger than basketball. Um, it, it really transformed into something really great for us. And so right. we were able to stay sharp and stay trained by having those trainings on a consistent weekly basis. Right. Um, as, you, as we mentioned previously, these games get very intense, especially close ones that ended the, towards the end of the game. Um, how do you guys handle the pressure of making the right call? Because we know we've seen many games at different leagues where the refs make a, make a call and changes the whole impact of the game totally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's it's funny because it, it, in this profession, you know, half of us, half of the the teams and coaches are going to like you, and half of the teams are going to dislike you, and that's because somebody wins and somebody loses. Right. And we we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders because we understand that we're not perfect, right? But right. at the end of the day, for myself, what I try to do is stick to my fundamentals and be fundamentally sound. And if I can do that, that means that I am refereeing rule with I know the the intent and purpose of the rule um, and I have an understanding and a feel for the game and I'm able to manage the game and in those instances if I'm going to get every player call right I'm not but at least I know that I'm going at it or attacking it intentionally right. and and that's what's most important. Um, you talked about angles a little bit earlier does it depend on the situation of the game where you guys position yourselves on the court like say you compare like a situation until, like, it's five minutes left in the first half and a player has, like, say, three fouls in front of the board is fourth or it's end of the game and put in this, a team is down by one and five seconds left. You guys have to just yourself at different angles to make sure you don't miss anything? Well, you know, I think we talk about angles. You'll hear every official say angles are everything, right? Because from right. from what you see as the lead official is a different angle from what your right. trail official or your center official sees. And so okay. – we like to often say, you know, we want a referee where our partners can't see those blind spots. And right. for myself, you know, if I'm a woman refereeing the man's game, they're all taller than me. I'm five nine, but that still okay. is, I'm still a foot shorter sometimes than some of these guys. So right. um, it, it's really important 
for, for me to maintain wide angles, to see the big picture, and to have okay. the most players, in my view, as possible right. to then be able to see and determine uh, if contact is illegal or incidental. Okay. Um, talk about trust, because you have to be able to trust a fellow officiating team. Um, for anyone thinking about getting into refereeing, how important is it to be around a team you trust and trust their call? You know every call is not going to be agreed with, as you said earlier. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of people not agreeing with what you say. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because we all make mistakes, as I said, but what's right. most important is that we stick together because we are all on the same team, uh, right. our officiating team. And right. at no point should any of us be throwing the other under the bus, you know, whether it's a right. good call or bad call that's still one of your teammates, right? And right. we don't ever want to put a position because what happens is you now – the coach loses trust in your crew, but then it also makes you look bad because you're totally right. selling your partner up the river. And that's not something that, – that comes with, you know, character and integrity, in my opinion. Um, right. So if, if you have high character and integrity, um, you can certainly be able to trust the people that you're working with. All right. Um, how hard is it sometimes as, re- as a referee to be um, impartial? I know that's your job, but, you know, the game gets intense and some players are not going to like your call, and they might say some things that – rub you the wrong way you know we we have to really it's a lot of times you hear people say you know you have to take your emotions out of the game but uh-huh. you really have to i mean we're still human right so right. so some things are going to are going to not make us feel uh, warm and fuzzy and right. the difference is my tolerance level is not your tolerance level and it's not the next person's tolerance level so right. those are things that we talk about together as a crew and as a unit you know when you've had enough i've had enough um, and, and we have to be in unison and on the same accord to have an understanding of what our boundaries are and be very clear in that. And right. you have to not try – you can't take things personal and you can't take them from game to game. Uh, when that game is over, you've got to let it go. And right. you have to understand that, you know, these, these players and these coaches, they're not yelling at, at me because they don't know me. They're yelling at what I represent. And right. at the end of the day – I have to understand that. And if I can't understand that, then I've got to look in the mirror and I've got to reevaluate and assess me. Right. Um, so tell us about the busy summer you guys have had over at SOTG. Yeah, so um, we are very, very blessed and very fortunate to work with a lot of great partners. Uh, so on the five-on-five side, we work with Adidas and Under Armour in their grassroots circuit, and uh, we travel nationally with them, and we assign all of their grassroots basketball. Um, yeah. That is exhilarating because we are dealing with, you know, the highest of high-profile athletes and the best in the country, right, on those two markets. And so um, it gives, you know, somebody like me who is a a women's official, it gives me an opportunity to see plays at a level that I would never see uh, on that side. Um, And so it keeps me sharp, it keeps me uh, in tune, and it keeps me in shape. Um, So it's really exciting to be able to be a part of that. Um, And then – on the 3x3 side, um, we work with USA Basketball and Red right. Bull and uh, some other partners to travel. We are the sole uh, assigning 3x3 organization here in the U.S. as well. And, right. um, and as I said, it's a, it's a totally different game, and it, and it too creates us an opportunity for officials to, um, to learn a new game and potentially a career path into now that it's Olympic sport to get on that journey to getting certified to hopefully, uh, you know, officiate in the Olympics like Glenn Tewitt just did uh, in Tokyo here representing the U.S. So there's endless opportunities with, with officiating uh, on 5-on-5 and with, with 3x3, and SOTG is a huge part of that, so we're very grateful. Yes, as I said, you guys are very moving. Congratulations on all your success. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much.
Uh, what do you like most about officiating? Um, you know, I really like being able to service and give back to the game. Um, you know, being around the young athletes and, and showing them that, that women are successful in this sport and they have a career path and an opportunity to, after basketball, you know, create a living for themselves and, and a career. And um, I, I hope that, you know, a lot of them will, will dive into it. And the conversations we have with young women, you know, they'll say, ooh, I can't do that. Y'all get yelled at too much or, or this happens or that happens, right? But right. once they realize that, uh, that there's a paycheck attached to it, they're like, right. oh, you know what, maybe, this is, maybe it is kind of worth getting yelled at every so often. Um, but, you know, that, that for me is exciting to be able to, you know, to stay involved, be a part of the game, to, you know, to service and hopefully to, to provide some mentorship to, to some young women and, and give back. That's the most important part that I enjoy. Great. That's great. Always got to give back in your position. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, what so, you- like, and I, I just recently uh, was appointed a Division three coordinator um, of two local conferences. So I live in Pennsylvania and, um, and I've recently been appointed over the summer to uh, the Atlantic East and Centennial Conferences. Okay. And, you know, that's an opportunity, again, for, for me to, to give back and to, to be in a position of leadership, but to also say, hey, you know what, across the country there aren't many minorities and there aren't many women, but to be able to have a platform like this to be in a position of leadership, um, I'm excited and I'm, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, what do you, what's your feelings about the NBA adding new rules to stop because of players? Um, join unnecessary fouls. Maybe know James Harden shoots a three, kicks his leg out. How do you feel about offensive players um, doing that, doing the swipe under into the defenders? You know, it's so funny. We talk about this all the time because it's you not do. just the NBA. <laughs> It's right. it's the what they start it trickles down even into the high school level and you know my husband and I were laughing because over the summer you see so much of that you see so much of the offensive player kicking out you see an offensive player warding off you see the offensive right. player creating the illegal contact and it's on these like full the rest plays right? right and so although I'm not an NBA referee I do watch NBA games because I watch right. the officials and you know the training the fundamentals result is the same it's still basketball. And our job now is really to try to train officials not to be fooled on the plays and, and to give them an understanding of a perspective of how to get this call right. Um, and so it, it's interesting how quick these kids pick this stuff up, right? But yes. that's what we've been seeing all summer long from these players that will will eventually go pro. Definitely. Ashley, thank you for joining me. Please. Oh, likewise. I really appreciate the opportunity and the platform to share my story and speak. So thank you so much. No problem. But if we start coming in the future, we can talk again. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. That's the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Yes, that was NCAA Division One official. Ashley Good. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.